Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J215 Forever, the number forever. Follow your boy on IG, and on my IG page is the podcast page. That's Know Your Role Player underscore podcast, all right? The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app. Once you download the Anchor app, you search Know Your Role Player. That's K-N-O-W. Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-E-Y-E-R. Whether you have Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and many, many more, it'll automatically give you notifications like when new episodes or this are available. All right? So that's anchor.fm backslash know your role player. All right? Now, whether you have Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, if you just hashtag know your role player, Every episode that I've ever posted is on a social media site, all right? The easiest way to go is to go to the podcast page, but you can do it other ways, too. All right, guys, we are back. Today is July 31st, last day of the year. Now, listen, y'all know the last pod was no joke. Uh, first first and foremost, let me introduce my guest again. I got French in the building. French, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? All right, now listen, French, we, we, we got it in on the last pod, man. So I don't want to do too much draft talk, but I did want to do a little bit of winners and losers if you have three winners and three losers. Yeah, so uh, I think the biggest winner is Detroit. Okay. I think not only did they take Kate Cunningham, I think they added some depth mm-hmm. um, as well for the bench. And I think they did exactly what you're supposed to do when you're the worst team. You get the best player and you get some other help. Um. Second, I would probably go with Brooklyn. Yep. If they keep their players that they picked, I think they added a couple of guys that could definitely play next season mm-hmm. and contribute right away off the bench. Yep, Cam uh, Thomas, they run sharp. Yeah, absolutely. And then for me, this is a surprise one, but I really, really, really liked what Memphis did. Mm. You know, I wasn't big on the Santi Aldama pick, but, like, the rest of the picks I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So for me, and I agree with you in two of your picks, if I had to pick one different team just to not uh, be the same, I would have – I loved – well, one, I, actually, I'm going to pick two teams. I agree with one of your teams. The Orlando Magic. Um, okay. Year, year after year, Orlando used to frustrate me with just taking guards that couldn't shoot or forwards that did nothing else but defend. But we have two guys that have skills other than defense. All right, we got Jalen Suggs and Wagner. All right, those guys can play. They can shoot, dribble, and pass, score at all three levels, and they project to improve as they continue to grow in the league. I yep. love the Orlando Magic draft. I'm going to agree with you on Brooklyn. We're not going to talk about that one too much. But my other one, the Charlotte Hornets. Okay, that would have been my fourth team. Yeah, man. You know, to get Kai Jones was a guy that they always wanted, you know, and get him at 11, get him at 11, get him at 11, get him at 11. They got that guy later in the round, the same guy they wanted to. And still got James Booknight. Now, listen, a lot of people are crying. Oh, but they got Devontae Graham and Malik Monk. Listen, you draft the talent. You deal with the problems later, all right? May the best man win. And whoever can't win, there's plenty of jobs available, all right? And they both have trade value. So those are the guys I like. Now, as far as dislikes, I'll let you go first. Um. So, okay. Here's my thought, right? For my first dislike, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion, Uh-oh. but – Hey, it is what it is, and I'm going to call it like I see it. The Philadelphia 76ers. Whoa! Um, so, you know, I actually like the Sixers. You know, I don't hate on the Sixers. Even though I like I'm a, like, Springer, man. I like Jaden Springer. 
Yeah, I just felt like the Sixers could have done more in that draft to maybe get some guys that are going to contribute next season. Because I don't think anyone they drafted is contributing next season for the 76ers. I said the same thing about Le- Maxi last year, and he wanted to contribute. So we, we don't know the future, man. Guys can always develop and make No, they, listen, part. they can. I just felt like there were guys that maybe the Sixers could have got that actually fit a need. But if they thought Springer was the best guy, then that's on them. I just have them as one of Who my Who did you favorite. think? They, I mean, Bones Holland was gone before them. McBride was gone. Who did you think they could have got, though? I think that they could have maybe initially traded that pick. If you remember, I thought they would have traded up as the draft was going on. Mm-hmm. But if they would have kept that pick, you know, I would have liked to see them maybe go out and get a Luca Garza. Maybe mm. go get a guy that, you know, they tried to replace a backup in terms of Howard with, you know, they brought him in for rebounding and blocking shots. Mm-hmm. But that didn't even really work. And I feel like with Garza, you could bring somebody in that at least get you some buckets. Right. I don't know. I think ultimately with the backup power for- Backup center slash power forward, they're going to go on free agency anyway. I'm not sure if either one of these guys that make the team. I think it was just value there. All right, which other two picks? So the New York Knicks are on this list for me. Oh, whoa, this doesn't make any sense, dog. No, listen, let me explain why. They drafted your boy. They did. Let me explain why. Too much trading going on with the New York Knicks that actually amounted to not much of anything. So it was like it was a typical New York Knicks thing to do, right? They're, as soon as their draft pick comes up, it's trade, and then their next pick, trade. And we're like, yo, what are these guys doing? And then you trade back into the first round, but it's like you did all of that stuff to just take guys you could have just drafted, and he didn't even really get much out of those trades. And then the other big thing for me with the Knicks, I wanted a wing player, man. Yeah, they need guard help. You got Obi Toppin and played him five minutes a game last season. <laughs> five minutes, man. You guys were out there playing Kevin Knox. You played Julius Randle into the ground, and you were going to ruin his career if you keep playing him 40 minutes a night. So, yeah, no, the Knicks <laughs> didn't do enough for me. I need a wing help, man. Sorry. Last one. Oh, goodness. Okay, so this is actually the worst draft. I think this team did the worst. Sacramento King. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, but let me just go in for a second. So your big chance, right, of being in the lottery, everything went right for you to go draft a guy that you could actually utilize on your team, and you picked the one guy that you can actually probably not play more than, I don't know, 15 minutes a game? Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? And then you back that pick up. And this is where things, to me, just started getting a little stupid. Is when they backed that up, and then they went with the center. And it was like, but then you already just traded for Tristan Thompson, and I know you need a backup, but you don't need a backup center so bad that, that needed, you needed to waste a draft pick. Mm-hmm. When, again, a team, no reliable wing players because they're going to lose Buddy Heald. So, I mean, yeah, you have Harrison Barnes, who's been decent the last couple of years. But, like, he doesn't really do it for me in terms of, yeah, that's our starting wing. Like, so, yeah, the Kings didn't do anything for me. Mm. Yeah, I'm a piggyback here off it too with the Kings. Uh, I love Davion Mitchell. I'm going to say I think he'll be a good NBA player. I love his work ethic. Um, I like him as an athlete, as a defender, as an energy guy. I think he will be a good NBA player. But he's going to be so frustrated because he expected whatever team – that he got drafted by, that they would need him. He would legitimately get at least 25-plus minutes a game. Yep. Listen, he'll get minutes, but it's a tough situation, man. Like I said, 
me and French talk all the time about the Kings. Nobody in the NBA knows what the Kings are doing. We don't know what direction they want to go in. We don't know what kind of team they want to build. All we know is that they keep bringing Luke Walton back, and they love being mediocre. So, those are both I, true statements. Yeah. So I'm just I'm doubling down on uh, loss to the Sacramento. Next, I'm not letting this slide. I don't care how much I like Terrence Mann. Oklahoma City, dog. <laughs> y'all, listen, listen, y'all. Josh Giddy might be good. I don't think he's going to be that good. I don't. I think there's got way better guys than him. All right. And again. I never looked at a player weakness draft in the top 10 and saw that many red flags. Defense, shooting, ball handling, athleticism. Like, there's a lot of problems. Like, if you could just say, oh, he can pass the ball well in transition, all right, that's cool. But like I said, I thought there was a major reach for – um. Oh, hold on one second. That's not just cool, dog. How about you have to get in transition in order to pass the ball in transition? And yeah. if your defense stinks – and he mm. gave up the most points in the league last season per game just behind the Rockets. So, I, yeah, no, 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 it's not, oh, cool. Yeah, who cares if he's good in transition? They're never going to be in transition. Yeah, I just – I don't know. You, you get to Shea Gillies-Alexander. You got to play that I really like. They're going to have to wind up giving him the max, and you get Josh Giddy. Like, they got the guy Poku who kind of does some of the similar stuff that Josh Giddy does, and Poku is a super project, man. I just don't – and I don't think there's no way he steps on the court day one and is like, oh, he's averaging 16 and 10. No way, dude. We're gonna get toasted on defense. Right? Not even averaging 16 minutes, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see it, and we'll see. I don't see it. Um, my next loser, I gotta go Golden State, man. I gotta go Golden State. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I don't think neither one of those prospects are bad players. I am gonna continue to say this because French reminded me this uh, this week. Stephen Curry is in the last year of his contract, all right? Stephen Curry has brung this team to championship level, all right? Two times, three times, excuse me, all right? Went to the finals four times, won three, lost one, that's okay. But look, this is one of your great, this is your franchise's greatest player, all right, in the modern era, okay? So listen, you do, listen, you better make a trade this season, all right? Moses Moody is fine. Kaminga's fine. Dog, I have a very hard time believing that those guys are going to be ready to contribute day one, man. So I got to throw Golden State in there as far as my losers, man. Yeah, I'll say this real quick to piggyback off that. Um, the thing with Steph Curry is real, man. And I don't think enough people realize this. So I just want to say this one little point. He is not from the state of California. He has zero ties to the Golden State Warriors. Um, yeah, so don't be surprised. If that man puts uh puts his walking shoes on next season, after next year and heads out of town. Uh and the last loser, and this is tough to me. I gotta piggyback off the uh, French as far as my sixers, man. Um I'm one in the minority that you don't have to trade Ben Simmons, but you have to be mindful of the things you do. You kinda like they didn't officially put him on the trade block, but they like kinda did, right? And so we had the report that him and his agent had said, yeah, we kind of ready to get treated. Now, listen, I'm going to stand by that his playoffs were awful and he has an accountability issue. But we had the number one league in the, the number one record in the Eastern Conference. And if he came back, we would not be a bad team. We wouldn't. And like I said, his value will it never will be lower than it is now, man. So I just felt like the direction as far as maybe going up to get a guy, a draft day trade, uh, Beal, Dame, 
Ben, I just feel like they're gonna have to do something. All right, and this can change. I I don't feel no way as far as the uh, pick Jalen Springer. I think he's fine. I don't think he's nothing special. Two backup centers we took in the second round, meh. But like I said, I gotta give loser this week because you kind of put Simmons in the trade block, right? And like I said, listen, he still got four years left on his deal. Um, this is the NBA, and guys didn't even put in rumors, but. Listen, if he has to come back next season, you still have to create a good atmosphere for him. And I still think the Sixers – and, listen, I'm going to say this too. They threw him under the bus, all right? Joel Embiid missed a game-winning layup. Nobody talks about that, all right? Joel Embiid had a bad turnover in game seven. Nobody talks about that. Doc Rivers all season said Ben Simmons didn't need to score. That's not what I'm asking him to do. That's what Doc said. And then Doc, after the season – Oh, can you win a championship with a guy like Ben Simmons as your point guard? I don't know about that. Whoa, 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 dog. Whoa, dog. You blew the lead, too. You were the one that put um, Danny Green on Trey Young the entire game and cost us game one until we had to finally switch and almost came back and won that game. So I'm going to say this. Ben Simmons was trash in the playoffs, but they threw him under the bus, and B, he, yo, I'm telling you, they let a lot of stuff slide with this dude. I see it all. I'm a Sixers fan, but I got to call it like I see it. And Doc Rivers threw him under the bus. Listen, I'm not excusing him, but there's a way to do things. Doc was not great in the playoffs. If Ben was the number one reason we lost, I'm sorry I'm going off on a tangent, Doc was number two. So that was my last pick, man. Uh, yeah, got, real quick, you know, I just want to say this to people, too. Yeah, get if y'all me. don't know who Ben Simmons' agent is, it's Rich Paul. Yes, okay? sir. So – Rich Paul has made it known throughout his time in the NBA as, an, as one of the top agents, if not the top agent. He's not one to play chicken with. Nope. If you tell his clients you want them gone and you start trying to trade them, he's going to get his client traded. Okay? It's the same guy that got Tristan Thompson to rob the Cleveland Cavaliers at, a, what, <laughs> $86 million? Yeah. Yeah. So, listen, I think Ben Simmons – was part of the problem. I think there was a lot of reasons the Sixers didn't progress in the playoffs. I think the Danny Green injury was one of them. I think Joel Embiid not being 100% was one of them. But Ben Simmons was also one of them. And their bench wasn't as good as everybody thought it was, apparently, come playoff time. So we're not going to stay on the Sixers the whole time. But listen, Ben Simmons is one of the best defensive players in the league. So... It's big news until we figure out what happens with them. Right. And so let's transition a little bit to the trades. Um, we'll get into the Lakers pick last, but let's talk about the guys who didn't get traded. So we got three guys, right, French? We yeah. got Ben Simmons. We got Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal. Out of all those guys, how many do you expect to be on their same roster by the NBA opening game? Every single one of them. Whoa. All right. So I'm going to disagree with you. I 100% at some point between whenever Dame goes back to the uh, UT, uh, USA, I think he's going to trade something. I just see – I see too much smoke. And Where? when there's smoke, there's fire. Where? Just, what? Where? Where does he want to go? Where? I don't – I have no idea where he wants to go. Because, listen, he, he has a no – he doesn't have a no trade clause. Yeah, but if he demands a trade, they're going to trade him. Yeah, but the thing – my question is this. Is the reason he's not demanding a trade because he knows if he demands a trade – that the Portland Trailblazers front office, is they're just going to make the best trade they can get, and they're not going to let Dame just go to a contender? Um, 
So honestly, if he if he has a list, he's gonna obviously have contenders on there. I think they will accommodate him by sending him to one of those contenders. You know, um, you got to remember for the last ten years, um, he's been their franchise best player and he's put this team on the map. And for all the things we get on him about the playoffs, he has had some success. Not uh, not a ton as far as advancing to the Western Conference Finals, but he has had some success in the playoffs. And my bigger thing with Portland and Dame is Neil O'Shea, right? And I talked about this before. To tell me that you're going to bring the same team back with a different coach and you're going to just be a way more dynamic and different team, that doesn't make any sense, dude. I mean, like you can't, you can't like switch sugar and salt and just try to make it a substitute. All right. think nobody will notice. But I'm gonna throw some bail here to Portland because my issue with Dame sometimes is this. He doesn't want the same team, but he does want CJ. So if CJ is the one guy that can change your whole roster by trading, that's who you have to trade. And this is like Dame does this stuff, man, and it's so annoying. It is so freaking annoying. And he's one of the biggest people that does this is he's a waffler. He will not say what he wants, but he won't say what he doesn't want either. So it's like you don't want the same team, but you won't say who you want them to move in order for you to get a better team. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the piece is CJ. If Dame says, yo, I'm cool with you guys trading CJ, they could trade him to the Warriors tomorrow and get back Wiggins, probably get back Weissman, you know, and a pick, and one of those draft picks. Like, and they can, you can move CJ and you have a different team. Is that team good enough to compete for a championship? I don't know. The Bucks just want a chip. Right. With one superstar, the Bucks just want a chip. But a really good roster, though. No, they did. That's my point. So this whole idea that Dame, you know, wants to be on a super team, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I think he just Dame... wants to be on a on a, a team that has championship aspirations. Yeah, but I also think they have a new coach, and this might be the right roster. It was just not playing the right system, because mm-hmm. I don't think their issue is offensively; it's defensively. And I'll tell you what. You're not going to play for Chauncey Billups and not play defense. It's just not going to happen. I just don't think you can just turn that roster. They, they can be improved defensively. They, they were awful. They can be awful to competent, but I just don't think – I don't know. They're going to have to make some either – they're going to have to, a, a player, a philosophy, something's going to have to – a drastic change is going to have to ma- matter for them to improve their team. I just don't – you just can't bring those same guys back and say, yo – we're going to the Western Conference Finals with you. No, yeah. And I think you will see a change. And I wouldn't be surprised if Chauncey brings CJ off the bench. That's never happening. No, listen. Something's got to give, right? Something's I, got, that's not what got to give. I, I think mean, you talk about the something's got to give. I didn't mean to cut you off. You talk about the something's got to give. You have to look at the wings in the center position, okay? The point of attack. Do we have a great shot blocker? Do we have a backup guard to give us? Excuse me. Do we have a backup center that gives up gives us a different dynamic as far as how can we defend a pick and roll? Can we trap it? Can we play home? Can we play drop coverage? You know. All right. How about our wing defenders? Last year you had solid wing defenders and Derrick Jones and Covington, but for most of the year both of those guys wasn't hitting threes. So you got to ask yourself, okay, now um, how do we improve that? Derrick Jones, average shooter. Covington, super inconsistent shooter. You can go get more of an offensive three and D player. Um, but you got You don't know what's gonna give, and you got Norman Powell, who's a free agent. They're gonna have to resign him because he was very key to them. Um, so, like I said, I think they can improve, but I don't think it's a massive adjustment to where you can like, look at the team differently. And be like, yo, we can do this this year. Well, also, I think that's what I'm talking about with Chauncey Billups. 
part of the thing is that team wasn't built, in my opinion, to shoot as many threes as Terry Stotts was having them shoot, right? Dame Lillard shooting 14 threes a game is ridiculous. I don't care who you – Steph, none of them should shoot 14 threes a game. Yeah, I disagree with you on that one. No, nah, because what ends up happening is not only are you shooting a high percentage of threes, but that also means you have the ball in your hands a lot longer, and then you're playing that James Harden offense. So when the Buck, when the Blazers were passing the ball and guys were open, yeah, they were open, but with like two or one second on the clock. And like you said, they weren't great shooters. I think Chauncey's going to come in and bring a different type of offense that's going to suit guys that are more slashers, like your Derrick Jones. Having Derrick Jones shoot threes just doesn't make sense. That's not really his skill set. Getting to the rim and dunking on people is. That's what he does. And I think they'll utilize him more because he didn't really get utilized once Norman Powell got there. Like right. I think he, a lot of the problems on that team boils down to Terry Stotts, yeah, and I harped on him a lot. Just in terms of the rotations, it Terry seemed Stotts, as though he didn't play the right guys always. Yeah, but Terry Stotts is not on that court getting torched on defense, though. He's not. And, and like I said, it was everything. And listen, it starts with the two best players, Dame and CJ. They both have to improve and be committed to the defensive end, and then it follows behind everybody. Also, while we're talking about the Trailblazers, let's talk about their center position, right? So Zach Collins gets hurt at the beginning of the year, and um, Nurkic was coming back from an injured league. Now, as he came back, he was okay, but is he the long-term solution? I think the upgrade starts with him upgrading the center position. I'm not the biggest fan of him. I think offensively he's fine. He can be a hub a little bit as far as a guy that can pass outside of the post, um, rebounds well. I think he's average on defense, but he improved as the season went on. I would love for them to get a guy like Nerlens Noel so where if Nurkic does get hurt, you got a guy that can legitimately block shots and can defend the pick and roll way better, you know, and it's not going to be the most expensive guy. Well, no, I agree. I think the center position is something that they need to look at, maybe getting more of that def- uh, athletic defender who can block shots. But I also think at the same time, it comes down to, for me, a lot of it is do guys respect their coach? I've seen great players get benched in big games for parts of the game because they're not doing what they want. Greg Popovich is notorious for that when Tony Parker was on the team in his prime. When Tony Parker started doing dumb things and, or not trying hard on defense, he sat him down on the bench. He didn't care if it was a playoff game or a regular season. Terry Stotts, to me, just never had the control of that team in terms of, Dane, what are you doing on defense right now? Have a seat for a minute or two. Like, you know, you have to, like, there has to be some form, like, guys are either going to play defense because they want to, or they have to have some form of repercussions that they know is going to occur. And there was just no repercussions on that team, man. Dame did whatever he wanted. CJ did whatever he wanted. And when you have dudes like Nurkic feeling like he could take 17 shots some games, it's ridiculous. But I don't want to, like, stay on Portland specifically. But, yeah, Yeah, I don't think anyone's getting traded. I don't think Dame's getting traded. You can't have that same team and expect great improvements. I don't know what Chauncey Bills is going to bring. Obviously, it's a different philosophy. We'll see. But um, there's a lot of question marks here. But let's go to our next guy as far as Ben Simmons. Now, listen, we talked about it earlier in the segment. Marcus J. Spears, a very credible guy from Yahoo, he keeps saying Golden State. And I don't want anything on Golden State. I just – the picks is what we would have wanted. Um, Wiseman, eh. You know, I don't – it has to be a third team. Now – I think that Ben Simmons' best fit out of any team in the league is Golden State Warriors. All right? Now, and a lot of people keep saying, oh, well, he can't shoot. But people continue to forget as far as Golden State is the others. 
I'm talking about the Andre Iguodala's and the Sean Livingston. Every player on Golden State didn't have to shoot, but they were high IQ players. They were tall. They could rebound the ball. They can push it in transition. They can run a pick and roll, and they can score a little bit of offense if they needed to. He can do all of those things, and I think there's no better place that they could hide his flaws, and he could accelerate more than Golden State. Is there a better fit in the NBA than Golden State and Ben Simmons? Um, yes. I think Ben Simmons on the Clippers would be an amazing fit. No way. No way, dude. And this is just my personal opinion. I think mm-hmm. Ben Simmons on the Clippers would be a good fit. Now, here's the thing. Do the Clippers have the pieces to trade for Ben Simmons? No. Um, the issue for Philadelphia is that Daryl Morey played too many games, which is why I think Ben Simmons will be on the Sixers. Because it's very difficult to trade now because you may not want the pieces that these teams have. Right. And that's why they always say the pick is better than the player. Because mm-hmm. when you have the pick, you make the decision. But now somebody else already made the decision, so it may not be the guy you want. Or the guy you want may be on a team that doesn't have any other pieces or salaries that match up. So, yeah, I mean, listen, Ben Simmons would be cool on the Warriors. It isn't going to happen. Um, also, I just think that there's nothing wrong with having him on the season. If we got to trade him around all-star break, that's fine. I don't care too much about midseason trades. Either guys can play together or they can't. And like I said, with a guy with four years left in a contract, listen, I, this season, I still want to see him, like, respond to the season, right? So he had one of his lowest moments as a professional basketball player and how he performed. This next season, it has to be a different type of regression. I know, never know what to expect as far as jump shot-wise. As far as aggression-wise, going to the rim and just playing with force, I'm really interested to see what he's going to bring to the table this year. He's working out with Chris Johnson, one of the most respected NBA trainers in the league. Um, and like I said, this guy's got to improve on a lot, man. There's a ton he's got to improve on. Uh, I don't want to talk about all of that, but any last thoughts on Big Ben? Can't get worse. Yeah, that's a great point. Can't get worse, so it got to get better. Um, and the last guy, the real deal, Brantley Beal. Yo, dog, I'm tired of this dude. Okay, so you trade Russell Westbrook, right? Not you, the Washington Wizards, right? And so, obviously, no matter what you think of Westbrook, they're a worse team without him. Okay, he only made the playoffs basically to him and playing out of his mind the last two months. And so you look at it from that point and you say, okay, Westbrook's gone. Are we going to be a good team? No, you're going to be a worse team. <laughs> now, he complained about the team last year and they weren't good. They're going to be worse than he was. He's going to have more offensive responsibility because even in trading for a guy named Aaron Holiday, who's a solid backup point guard, he still might not be able to do as much as Westbrook did as far as what he can do with the ball. And so that means Bradley Beal's usage percentage is going to have to increase. So I just, man, my thing is with him is like, dude, what do you want? Do you want the Supermax? If you want the Supermax and just stay on this team and be bad and, and literally watch go through a rebuild, that's fine. But what I cannot take with Bradley Beal, I mean, you've said this time and time again, the wishy-washy, the, the dramaticness on the court, the kind of pump faking on both sides, you – End name got to make a decision and stand on it. Go ahead, man. Truth. Um, so here's the thing. Bradley Beal, I mean, does he want to get traded? Probably. Is the team going to stink? Absolutely. Is he going to get traded? Probably not. The Wizards are a bad organization and they do dumb things. I just don't see him getting traded unless they get, like, whatever James Harden got, which they're not going to. So, listen, I'm not going to talk a lot about Bradley Beal. He's a good player who makes a lot of dumb decisions. 
um, as far as his career is concerned. So it is what it is, and he gets what he deserves. Hey, I got no problem with that. We can move on. Now, listen, free agency is coming this upcoming week, all right? Now, we already know that free agency been started, and guys are just finishing deals that they already started. But I'm going to go through a bunch of articles and topics about guys, availability, and you just give me some instant reaction off it, all right? All right, let's do it. All right, Cavaliers are considering the Raptors to be the biggest threat to retaining the Jared to retaining Jared Allen. What you think? Who uh true I, I mean listen, that's very a true statement. I think that Jared Allen, depending on what the money is, I mean, he would definitely sign with Toronto and be a great fit if he works in their system. The low end is eighty million. That's what I'm saying. So it depends on what Cleveland wants to match, but that might explain why Cleveland drafted who they drafted, right? Yeah, and even with Evan Mobley, who's a little undersized to guard some of the best players in the league now, um, Jared Allen is talented, and I think even if he signs a big contract, he will have trade value. If you remember for the Raptors last year, they still had a good team, but they had nobody doing nothing at the center position. It got so bad, they put Siakam at the five, and it became competent, right? But they kind of wore Siakam down towards the end of the season. So them getting a center is probably a bigger deal than them getting a guard to replace um, – uh, excuse me, Kyle Lowry. All right, okay. next topic. Kelly O. Kelly is it Obrey? 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 Obrey, excuse me, Jr. <sighs> Interested in signing with the Spurs because he believed he could flourish under good under Greg Popovich. It means absolutely nothing to me. Uh, Kelly Obrey needs to flourish in the gym and become a better <laughs> three-point shooter. And we'll see what happens, man. Like, Listen, he could say what he wants. He's not going to make that team a winner or a loser. He's just another piece to a team that is going nowhere. Listen, you got to remember last year, and context is important. Golden State traded for him and had the trade exception. He it was came in there to start and replace Klay Thompson. He couldn't shoot for half the year. He didn't understand his system. He struggled. Now, listen, let me shoot him a little bit of bail. He's a very good energy player. I think he's best at the power forward. That's where I think he can excel at. I think he always plays out of position trying to make him a guard where he's more of a forward. I ultimately don't have much of a thing on him and the Spurs. The Spurs are really meh to me. I don't know where their organization's going. And I'm not sure Kelly Oubre will have the biggest outcome no matter where he goes. Any last thoughts on Kel? Actually, I'll say this. It could only it might mean something if the Warriors were interested in DeMar DeRozan. And then maybe you can do a sign and trade so that they can figure out the money so that they don't get killed in signing him as a free agent. Like, that could be a thing, right? And maybe they clear some cap space by sending a couple guys over in that trade. But other than that, yeah, it means nothing to me. All right. Good luck. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying good luck to him. The Brooklyn Nets are the front runners to sign Brian Forbes from the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh. Means nothing. I don't think he's better than the people they just drafted. Like, this dude to me is super overrated. Um, <laughs> honestly, you're, you're talking about a guy that makes, on a good night, he's going to hit five threes and have 15 points. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's not a consistent thing either. Most nights, he's making one or two threes. And it's like, he doesn't play defense, which is why he wasn't on the floor in the finals. And we saw him miss a bunch of threes. But, like, yeah, it makes sense to go to the Nets, right? You're a shooter. They need shooters. So, I mean, cool. I don't think it's going to make a big impact, though. All right. Kyle Lowry is in the Miami Heat are the front runners to be signed. So, they, again, Miami Heat are the front runners to sign Kyle Lowry. So, to me, this don't make a lot of sense, only because 
I don't know if they have the money. That's question number one. I don't even know if they have the cap space to give this guy. He's not taking a discount, all right? You want to play for a contender and he wants to get paid, and, he's, and he can do that, right? But to me, the fit, it's okay. He's fine. He's a good player. He can improve any team he's on. But I don't see this. I don't see this happening. I think there's other places he could go. What do you think about Carl Lowry in Miami? So I think that they would only do this if there was a way for them to do a trade that involved getting rid of Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, somewhere like some of those guys. Um, and they might also have to move Bam out of bio. And then they would be able to sign Victor Oladipo, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler. And you make a trade, you could probably bring back a young center. And then you just look on your roster for a four. I mean, it's doable, but they'd have to make a trade. Because right. to just sign him, you, you have Kendrick Nunn. Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, they all play the one. So you're just going to sign a guy. Who's, Gabe Vincent. <laughs> yeah, Gabe Vincent. Like, who's leaving? Like, right. I'm cool with you getting Kyle Lowry. I think that's a smart decision on both people's parts. But who's leaving? Like, who are you trading? Maybe and a sign trade with, with, with um, Dragic and a hero? To Tor- I mean, that would get a little dicey because Toronto would want – I mean, Miami would want somebody else as well. They'd want like Lowry and Ananobi or Lowry. They're and Siakam. Not, they're not getting Ananobi. They're yeah, they'd, want, they'd want Lowry and Siakam or something. Like they'd want to, if they're doing a sign and trade, they don't just want Kyle Lowry. They're going to want another piece. I think that's even me. if it's Gary Trent. But Kyle Lowry is a better player than what they were getting than whoever they get giving back. So I think they would have to actually give more than receive. Um, next, Mike. Excuse me, Mark Murphy. Uh, a writer that covers the Celtics says Evan Fournier is rep- is reportedly seeking a four-year, $80 million deal. And that quote, according to league sources, negotiations between the Celtics and Evan Fournier are close to stalling. The team is unwilling to meet the value wing players asking price. I mean, I think this is stupid on Fournier's part. Um, if he wants to be a Celtic, he's going to have to come down, right? If he really just wants the money, he can get it. Mm-hmm. Right, he's definitely worth twenty million a year. I think the issue is probably more that fourth year than it is the amount of money, because um, mm-hmm. I don't think they want him on that fourth year or make it a player option like none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do think he'll get it. I just don't think he'll get it from the Celtics. I don't know if that's a bad thing for the Celtics either. Zach Lowe reports that the Wizards and Kings are not interested in a sign and trade with Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, man, it's getting bad out here for Dennis Schroeder. I think um, Washington might come around on that. Listen, they may come around, they may not, but it's getting bad out here for Dennis Schroeder. You turned down a lot of money to play with the Lakers, and you bet on yourself and you lost. And this is why gambling sometimes is bad, kids. Um, sometimes you lose the house, man. Yeah. Um, Lonzo Ball and the Chicago Bulls have mutual interests. Lonzo is seeking a four-year, $80 million contract. Sign and trade. Mm. Sign and trade makes the most sense for both teams. Um, There's some players Chicago is looking to unload. Mm -hmm. There's some players that they want to unload that I think would fit well with what New Orleans is looking to do in the future. One of those guys being Lori Markkinen. Um, I think that's a good backup to Zion Williamson because they do completely different things. I think... You know, Kobe White potentially could be involved in that trade, which would be a nice fit in New Orleans. So I, I think that's a good potential sign of trade for both sides. 
couple more. Uh, the Knicks are linked to Lakers guard Allen Horton Tucker. Do you think a team is going to outbid the Lakers and just like give like a $16 million offer to Horton Tucker? Uh, yeah, I think Horton Tucker is probably going to end up getting something like a three-year $21 million. Mm. I think someone's going to overpay for him because there is potential there. He is a good guard. He can handle the basketball. So, I mean, he's not signing with the Lakers. There's no way. He's going to get paid more. Mm-hmm. And our last one, Alex Caruso could be a target for the Cavs, Pacers, and Hawks. So the ultimate question is, does Alex Caruso return to Lakerland? No. Whoa. Gonna, listen, same situation. Someone's going to overpay for Alex Caruso to be their backup point guard. He's going to take the money, right? Because he's a guy that's not going to see many big contracts. So if he gets the opportunity to, let's say, get three years, $15 million, how does he turn that down? To stay with the Lakers on the minimum. Like, how do right. you, I got, just, you know, you're talking $15 million versus $2 million. It's a right. big difference. Right. Let me, the one final one in here. So uh, people are reporting, well, I don't have any about specific that. DeMar DeRozan is still interested in signing with the Lakers and taking a discount. I'm going to go first on this one. I don't believe this at all. Only in the fact that DeRozan's a free agent and to take a discount for the Lakers isn't like to play for $18 million. They're already over the cap, so they'll be like, yo, play for seven. That's not happening, man. There's too many other teams that can need a scoring shooting guard. And listen, I know he might want to play in L.A. I don't know what the Clippers' salary cap room is, but if they can do a sign and trade, there's room for him on San Antonio. Um, so I just don't think the Lakers and DeRozan are a real thing. What about I you? I mean, listen, if he really wants to be an outlet, mm-hmm. like this is what I always say. Mm-hmm. Dana White always tells fighters if they really want to fight, then they'll fight for whatever we offer them. If he really wants to be in L.A., like a Laker, as bad as he keeps saying he does, we'll see. Take that, take that veteran minimum if you really want to be in L.A. Mm. He's not playing for the Lakers. All right. And our last topic before we get out of here, listen, we talked about it briefly yesterday, but I need a little bit more as far as me and French on our honest – I think we were both, like, hit by a shocker. I didn't see Westbrook being traded, and I never saw him getting traded for the Lakers. Uh, there was a reports that him, Davis, and LeBron had met at LeBron's house last week, and that's when he kind of got the deal done. Um, give me a percentage of this working and a percentage of this not working. Um, I say it's probably 70-30. 70% it's going to work, 30% it's not. Mm. And I think that 30% is more about health than anything else with these guys. Uh, like, to me, I don't think chemistry is going to be an issue, right? Westbrook and LeBron have played together before on Team USA. They've played together on all-star teams before, and their games complement each other in terms of they both compose. They both like to in transition. I mean, that, that fast break stuff's going to be insane. And Russell Westbrook running the pick and roll with Anthony Davis, like I don't think people remember how many points Steven Adams used to get in OKC running the pick and roll. So it's like, yeah, running with Anthony Davis is going to be nuts. Um, but there are ways this doesn't work. We don't have a roster now. Right. The Lakers just don't have a roster in terms of top to bottom that can necessarily compete. Mm-hmm. So that concerns me because you traded away the house for Russell Westbrook. So maybe they hit on a couple of these rookies that they're signing in free agency, and one of them maybe, you know, is a, somebody that 
was a big got slept on. But yeah, that's gonna be an issue. We'll see. Yeah, so you know, with Westbrook, James and Davis, they got three stars that pressure the rim with quickness and force, right? So you gotta ask yourself, I thought the more interesting thing, and it's probably the last thing I really want to talk about, is was the slide. And what I mean by the slide is Westbrook talked about agreeing to play off the ball more so LeBron can handle the ball, right? Now, Westbrook will still have the ball plenty of times. LeBron won't play 82 games. Uh, there'll be games where LeBron just kind of chilling, so Westbrook will get the ball. But the more interesting thing I thought was Davis finally committing to playing more time at the five and even LeBron playing more time at the four. You know, and what that does, it kind of pushes guys up position. So even if you got Westbrook on the court, you can still put two shooters at there playing the wing that can also handle the ball. I thought that was a really big thing. No, it is. I mean, listen, because for years we've said if Anthony Davis plays the five, he's almost unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is going to be – it's going to be interesting, man. Like, But people who think it's not going to work, it's just stupid to me. Uh, it's not just stupid because it, it, it depends on Westbrook's mentality, right? So Westbrook takes a lot of bad shots, right? And the Lakers are a good rebounding team, but sometimes he can kind of take you out of the offense and take you out of the defense. There is a world where this just doesn't work. There is a world where that happens. Well, right? no, let me ask you a question. When people okay, when you say doesn't work, what does doesn't work mean record wise? What does that mean? Doesn't work. I don't know record wise. I say second round exit. Okay, so that's my point. Is that I guess yes in terms of because they have championship aspirations, right? So it may fail in terms of that. But like when I hear people talk about oh this just ain't gonna work at all, but they're still gonna make the playoffs. Absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people are talking as if yeah, but they're not going to you the trade for Westbrook and you got LeBron and Davis and you're playing for the Lakers, you're expected to win championships. Okay, so with this team, with this, with those three players, as a Laker fan, I can say, get me to the playoffs with a top three seed and we'll win the chip if everyone's healthy. Mm. With just those three play, get me to the playoffs, top three seed, because I do think that if that's the case, the Lakers will need some home court advantage in a couple of those rounds. So, yeah, I, I, listen, I'm positive on it. Yeah, you, you're more positive than I thought you'd be. A couple and I'm not a big Russell Westbrook fan, but I'm positive on it. Yeah, a couple of news and notes. Um, we talked about the trade last time. Uh, so Tristan Thompson went to Sacramento, but also Josh Richardson went to Boston in exchange for Moses Moody. Uh, I'm saying his name wrong. Goodness. What's the center from the uh, OKC, old, old big center? Oh, Moses Brown? Yeah. I thought this was weird because I thought Moses Brown would be a pretty good player for the Celtics. And I think he's going to be great in Dallas. I think this actually might be one of the, the most underrated move in the offseason. Oh, um, yeah, he's going to be real good in Dallas. Yeah, listen, he played a lot of garbage time, but he, he can, he's big. He's a legitimate big body. I mean, and um, as a lob threat, no, nah, he's, he's going to average about 15 points a game next season. So I, I, I expect a legit breakout year. Um also, sources say from Tim McMahon that the Mavs are leaning towards picking up center Willie Cauley-Stein's <laughs> option. Don't I do it. I don't understand why. I feel like you can get other guys, and I just don't think he's very good. Maybe he's going to get in the water, man. Yeah, chill. Um, Bobby Porter's off opts out. It is reported from Woj that the most the Bucks can offer Bobby Porter's is 5.9. <laughs> I don't think so. Bobby Porter's is better than his contract says, man. You got to pay that, man. And last but not least, the Wizards will not extend a qualifying offer to forward Isaiah Bogna. Uh, Wizards need roster spots after taking on three players in a Westbrook trade. Former lottery pick. Yeah. And Timberwolves extend the offer to 
Vanderbilt, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, and Jordan McCullen, uh, making them restricted free agents. I like Vanderbilt. I think McCullen can go. I don't know. As far as Minnesota, I thought the Rick Rubio trade was weird. I could actually do like their roster now. I think with these guys playing, um, we'll talk about offseason teams in general a lot more next week. But don't um, do it. Don't do it. I thought they were a fun team when all those guys were there, man. I thought they could shoot threes. They pushed the pace. I just liked the optics of what I saw finally from the Minnesota team. Um, a lot of undrafted guys signed. Um, Austin Perry signed with the Pacers. Excuse me, Terry Taylor signed it with the Pacers. Uh, South Carolina guard AJ Lawson signed with the Heat. RJ Nimhard has signed with the Miami Heat. Uh, Cardlick Jones has signed with the Mavericks. Amir Sims has signed with the Knicks. Uh, Jaquari McGlallan has signed with the Golden State Warriors. Um, the Sixers got Henry from uh, Michigan State. I thought that was pretty cool. Aaron Henry is signed with the Sixers for a two-way deal. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. But listen, next week we're going to come uh, on the podcast, and I think a couple of deals will be out. Okay, we're going to do our best five role player available on the free agent market, all right? We're going to actually talk about some role. French, any last words before we get out of here? Uh, no, man. Everybody enjoy your weekend and uh, get ready for free agency next week. Listen, free agency is here. Uh, listen, I know that draft podcast is long, but it's a lot of good content. So listen, while you're cleaning your house, you know, while you're taking your kids out, Tell a friend and tell a friend about the Draft Podcast. We will come back either – we'll come back on Tuesday. We're not coming back Monday. We're coming back on Tuesday and then later again in the week to do a lot of free agency talk. We will talk to you all then. You all already know what to do. Know your role player podcast. Tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. Uh, share it in the story. Uh, hashtag know your role player. Uh, at me in, in your story. Do whatever you got to do. We will see you all at the top. Peace.